on this episode of PL and PJ's City Catching and Ailing Arsenal. Welcome back to the Premier League podcast with the coziest dress code. That dress code is work jammies. Attire? Yeah, uh, or work from home attire. Work from home attire, yeah. yeah. And watch some footy attire, you know? Maybe you can do both at the same time with a bro while your dogs play. No, that doesn't sound right. That, oh. That's not how you watch Premier League. Okay, um... So what did we do today? Um, we watched in our jammies, obviously. Right. Our dogs weren't here. And we weren't working? No. On the record, we were On working. On the record, we were working. I, in fact, I just got off a work meeting right before this. So we have evidence that we were being productive while also hanging out, having a beer. We didn't do that. We didn't. For the record. Right. Um, and watching some Premier League, specifically two games, but specifically one, one game. game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that game in question was Brentford versus Chelsea We did watch that one in case you were curious That was the other one, yes uh, The other one <laughs> You act as if there was a bigger game Arsenal versus Manchester City The two teams at the top Sure Trying to win a title You tried to keep the alliteration going there And I appreciated it Hey, I... <laughs> It's not much, but it's honest work. <laughs> it's an honest living. Yeah, Jake, we sure did watch that game. And, um, you know, I don't want the result of that match of City winning 4-1 to one to overshadow the Bees winning 2-0 at Sanford Bridge. It was, was that a bigger result? The bigger game okay. of the day, for sure. Uh, hey, they're playing for Europe. The other two teams are just playing for a title. Gross. What is... <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> no one cares. Nobody cares. They've both done it before. This is a story of the past. But it's seeming like... Perhaps City are in the pole position to pull it out this time. Nice. Um, yeah, of, you know, previously a few match weeks prior, you would have been saying the same thing about Arsenal being, uh, you know, in the driver's seat, if you will. And uh, not, not anymore, Brent. I think, what, three draws in a row? Well, they just lost. I know, before so, this. Before, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then a, a defeat to your, your title rivals. And not just a defeat, a thrashing at the Etihad. Losing 4-1, never looking in control, never looking secure, never looking comfortable, panicking, Rob holding, scoring a beautiful goal, but also <laughs> that was letting the highlight. go in <laughs> right through his leg from Kevin De Bruyne. And uh, yeah, Jake, it's just uh, it's looking a bit dismal in North London for each team. Okay, we don't... <laughs> that wasn't necessary. It's regionally specific. <laughs> it's, it's a trend. Uh, I hate you. Uh, we're talking about Arsenal here, right. okay? No, we, we, we don't talk about that other team. Um, but yeah, don't let Rob Holding's very poor defending take away from the fact that he scored a beautiful goal. Oh, yeah. That definitely mattered in the scheme of things. Not as beautiful as Kevin De Bruyne's opener, though. That was... Gorgeous. Was that chef's kiss I, I saw? No, that was a Brent's kiss. Oh. Different. You're not a chef? Distinctly different. No, no, I'm far <laughs> from it. I'm more of a whiskey man. I drink it, don't oh. cook. But you make uh, Trader Joe's orange chicken. Is that not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Okay, that's gourmet. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's not dish on Trader Joe's orange chicken. Jake, the point is Man City cruising right now. They look like title contenders. Arsenal look not so much like title contenders. They look like a team that maybe overperformed during the course of the season and then now are averaging back out to not necessarily where you'd expect them to be because three draws in a row is pretty poor form for a big six team in any stretch of the season, let alone when you're playing a team like Southampton in the previous match. But, um, yeah, they just seem to be stagnating a little bit at, frankly, the worst time. Yeah, unfortunately for uh, gunners around the world, um, the pundits that were saying, you know, they haven't done it before, like this squad is so young that they haven't really had this opportunity um, and they don't have the experience that Manchester City have. I mean, City did something similar to Liverpool in 2019 and we're seeing it again. Um, the pundits were, you know, Correct. right this time. I think we said that as well. We're, we're pundits. Okay, I'm sure. In, I'm including us were in that. Were you talking about us? <laughs> <laughs> the pundits <laughs> were saying. I don't listen to anything other than our podcast. Right. No, why so. would you? You wouldn't. I wouldn't. Um, it would be unethical of me to, right. to cheat on my podcast, our podcast. Thank sorry. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that they were ultimately right. Obviously, you know, anything hypothetically could happen anything for the rest of the season. <laughs> um, but the way it's looking, it, it looks like City's going to, you know, win again. <laughs> yeah. As they do. Which I hate. I really do. Yeah, I know. We, we're two different sides here on uh, who we were rooting for, for the, the Jake, title. why don't we just go into it, just for the right, just sure. put it out there. Why did you not want Arsenal? I wonder. It's, uh, it's pretty black and white, or rather red and white. Um, or blue. Or blue. <laughs> Depends what color you pick. Or the lily whites. So. Well, right, I know, but the logo's blue. You got Maybe, me there. Yeah. You got me there. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> it is because of my affiliation with sure. uh, the other North London club that's sure. not doing so hot. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's a little bit more wholesome, which is I wanted Arsenal to win as kind of a, you know, showcasing to the rest of the league that it's not just about spending a ton of money and bringing in flashy managers, that a team of young players who had been trusted for a few years, a manager who had been backed even through tough times, possibly facing the sack, was it last year after their terrible start? Where they lost to Brentford and then they lost... Yeah, anyway. um, And and he almost got the sack. They stuck with him. Now, I, I just like the story of it, of being like, look at this team that, yes, it's a big name, but is doing things in kind of like the old-fashioned, right way, trusting youth. And they're certainly not going to go away anytime soon with this talent, with this group, unless they sell some of their stars for some reason. Um, But I I was rooting for Arsenal purely from that regard because even Liverpool, while they bought wisely, bought a lot of talent like Salah, like Van Dijk, like uh, Allison. you know. Whereas Arsenal, for the most part, got bargain deals on young players and have just kind of let them go outside of like party i guess ben white ben white yeah. and ramsdale yeah ramsdale was relatively cheap he was relatively cheap i'm just like like they did it like the old-fashioned way and i liked that sure and uh i mean as old-fashioned as you can be this sure. same age new old-fashioned like it's not like they're spending one to two million dollars on each player they're, they're spending <laughs> they don't spend the, over a million they're, spe- they're spending the equivalent um, in today's market as, you know, sure. an old-fashioned come-up. And, 
uh, team. That's the second time we've said come up, and once was off the pod. It was. But I, I like it. <laughs> I only said it because yeah, you had just I recently it. said it. Um, but yeah, I mean, if if you look at other teams that have spent the money and aren't doing so hot, you know, primarily people are going to look at Chelsea, which you know it's just one season. But <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, you look at City, and it's objectively fun to watch them play because they're so good. Yeah, and the style of football is just so kind of unique to Pep. Um, and the and the way he puts out a side and has them kind of flowing in the unique unique way that they do. Um, but Brent, I do have to admit, if it was any other team besides Arsenal, I would have been rooting for them against sure. City in this title race. Um, so it is personal bias um, only that I'm rooting against them. Right, and that's fair. I feel like you're probably not alone in that. There are probably plenty of fans out there who are feeling the same way and don't necessarily want Arsenal to win for that reason. But, I don't know, I just, I'm so tired of seeing City win, frankly. It's just, it's old news at this point. I'm all fine if they win the Champions League for the first time, because like, yeah, go for it. But to just see them continue to dominate the Premier League, having by far and away, well, until very recently, the most money, having, you know, world-class manager just bringing in any and every player that he wants to fit his system and frankly, I mean, some credit has to go to Pep. He is pretty ruthless when things aren't going well. You know, thinking back to cutting Joe Hart back in the day. Sure. Um, you know, dropping players here and there. He's got, you know, the guile to drop uh, Mares. you know, and essentially just make him a bench player who he's one of the better wingers in the Premier League still, and he can barely see the field on that team. And it's one, a testament to their talent levels and their ability to recruit high-level players at large sons of money. But also, their team quality is so strong because they can rotate their squad so much that you're never really missing a player. So on the off chance that Grealish were to go down this season, you still have Foden, you have Mares, you have Bernardo Silva that could play out there. They are deep. They are very deep in every position other than like maybe center back, I guess, maybe center mid. But in general, they've got at least two options for every position. Well, the thing is... Sure, they don't have a lot of true center mids, right? Like depth wise, but the way that Pep's been playing, they could slot anyone. Like John Stones has been sure. playing in a in a holding midfield role um, for the last couple of games, and he's scored the last two games because yeah. of um, him getting forward. Obviously, today was a set piece, but still. But uh, he's had more opportunities because he's playing more advanced. Because Pep has seen that he's good enough on the ball. It's not too dissimilar to Trent Alexander-Arnold playing in the midfield now for Liverpool, where they've moved a defender into that central role in the midfield because he has that ability right. on the ball and has that defensive awareness to go back when he needs to. But not enough defensive awareness to just play the full <laughs> to back play, position. To play right back <laughs> yeah. or center, which, you know, John Stones is different because yeah, he d- can different. play center back. Um, the, the only thing that I'd say is also adding to that, like you have to consider they also got rid of Jao Cancelo, who last season everybody was saying was like the best thing since sliced bread. He was the best fullback in the Premier League last season. And Zinchenko, who's been playing phenomenally at yeah. Arsenal. So, he never got the credit he deserved at Man City. Though, absolutely I not. Um, I mean, it's it's tough in a squad like Man City sure. for a newcomer who's, you know, kind of keeps his head down sure. and is a very focused footballer. Um, he, he's not going to get the praise like the flashy uh, playmakers of Manchester City are going to. Like who? I can't think of any. Uh, well, Flashy playmakers on Man City? They don't have any of those. None of them. Do you want me to start listening? Please. <laughs> yeah. Mares, Grealish, mm, average, De Bruyne. Bad. 
now Holland, who's, you know, turned, <laughs> turned into, into a playmaker. I mean, yeah. it's, today was ridiculous. Before he got his goal, he was the second best player on the pitch to Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah. And it's because of his ability to kind of be a hold-up player and distribute that ball, not unlike, you know, Harry Kane has been <laughs> dropping deeper. Right. Um, you know, in a different capacity. Not everybody's Harry Kane, Jake. Uh, <laughs> it could be, dude. No, I, I, I agree. I think that was one of the big knocks against Holland when he came to the Premier League was they were – basically everything that I saw was how is he going to fit into a Pep system where it's so focused on build-up play, technical quality. I didn't really believe it from the start. I mean, he's managed Zlatan Ibrahimovic before at Barcelona. Like, it, It's not unheard of that – he, I mean, Zlatan is very technically sound still, but he's managed a striker like that before. This isn't like a new thing for him. It's a new league and a different system, a different style of play in certain ways. In general, <laughs> there's a lot of principles, yeah. but inverted fullbacks weren't a thing when he was coaching Barcelona. You know, I mean, he, he just kind of let Busquets, Iniesta, and, and Xavi do their thing. But well, Brent, it doesn't sound like there's a lot of differences. I, I'm hearing Scandinavian tall <laughs> ponytail. <laughs> Yeah, I guess yeah, he... <laughs> sounds like it's the same it person. sounds like it's the exact same situation. So the fact that he's finding success yeah. shouldn't be that it's surprising. It's not surprising. And he officially set uh, the goal record today, 33. For a 38-game yeah. season, yep. Uh, beating, he's probably going to break the, what was it, 42-game season? 42, and I think that record is 36, maybe? I think 34. so. It might be I think, less. I thought it was less. I thought it was like 34, 35. For a 42. Um, but and that's still a lot of goals. Absolutely. I mean, that's almost a goal per game. Absolutely. And uh, you mentioned how Man City are now the second richest team, right? In, in English football, with Newcastle's new ownership, how are you going to feel next year when uh, we're sitting at the same point of the season? Manchester City have a hundred points. Newcastle have a hundred points, <laughs> and Newcastle's attacking going forward is uh, Mbappe, Harry Kane, Kafarshila. And who else? Pulisic. Pulisic. <laughs> James Madison. I don't know. There you go. Um, yeah. Are, um, are you going to be rooting for Newcastle against City, even though they're doing the same exact thing yeah, that City did and buying yeah, all the players? Yeah, it is a little tough. I um, I don't know. And, I mean, to be fair, Jake, Manchester United could be in the same boat if the sale goes through with the their Saudi owners. That'd be uh, a quick turnaround, be, but yeah. Well, they, they have a much better squad to start off with That's than right. Newcastle right. did. So... Um, you know, they, they're probably a really good striker away as well from, from competing at a higher level. So, um, there could be three teams that have just essentially gotten there by Saudi money, uh, Qatari money, you know, take your pick of a Middle Eastern country. Um, just throw a dart at, yeah, at exactly. the, uh, Saudi peninsula. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe not Yemen. And Yemen. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was just thinking. Uh, this is, this is in no means slight upon the <laughs> countries of Yemen and Oman. If you're listening to this from one of those countries, I apologize. Yemen. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. Please just, don't turn the podcast yeah, off. I'm it, so sorry. It'll be weird uh, to see three teams possibly, but two competing next year that just essentially have just been taken over by money and said, here's a checkbook. Go get whoever you want. And we'll make it happen. It's obviously worked for City. It is, you know, I would say it's working for Newcastle, but a lot of their success hasn't come from new players even this season. It's a lot of older players, you know, returning players just stepping up to the table. Ezok's been out for a lot of the season, so it's not like 
he's provided a lot of a spark. They still got plenty of production for Callum Wilson. I can tell you want to say something. Um, Alan St. Maximin is apparently leaving at the end of the season uh, or apparently wants out of the team. So it'll be interesting to see what Newcastle do. If they just splash the cash or if they go, look, Eddie Howe's gotten the best out of the players that we have. Maybe we only need to spend really big on one or two players or three. Brent, the fact that Jacob Murphy is in this squad scoring goals and they are in currently third? Uh, Third third while this is being recorded. um, Just tells you how high their ceiling is. There's a lot of room for improvement in the players. And I know, obviously, Murphy scored twice against the Spurs. He's a Premier League player. I don't want to slight him, but um, it's just, he's not a Mbappe. He's not a top four player, top four team player in my right. opinion. Um, and I think that with the money they have, I know they're being uh, quite prudent with it currently, and they were smart with the uh, Isaac and Gimaresh purchases. Sure, and Botman. Absolutely, Botman. That's a great shout. Um, and Pope. Pope. <laughs> Other than the red card, yes, great. Well, yeah, <laughs> it happens, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Newcastle's ceiling is quite high, and uh, I I bring that up because I'm not sure that there's room for Arsenal going forward. I think this was their year. I know they're young and that they can possibly improve, but if they keep the same midfield next season, you have Xhaka and Thomas Partey. I don't think that's a title-contending midfield. I think they've ha- they've been overachieving this season, but they've kind of... Uh, reverted back to the mean in the last four matches, and we've seen that take a toll on the team. I know Jacques has been out, but yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, that's a good point. I, I don't know. I think with the success, they're owned by who? Fenway Sports Group, or is that Liverpool? That's Liverpool. Who owns Arsenal? It's another American entity. Is oh the Cronkies? That's right. I could see <laughs> them. Colorado, dude. Right, right. I could see maybe the investment of. A midfielder or two this summer for Arsenal. They don't really have any other position that they need to specifically strengthen, though. They're pretty, I mean, they're obviously doing pretty well. Ben White isn't necessarily a right back, but he's doing a very good job there and presumably will get better the more that he plays there. Sure. Um, they have a very good young core in their defense, including goalkeeper. You know, they're back five, very young, potent attack. So, really, with Odegaard, you know, you really just need two more midfielders. And I'd say I could see a rotation of Xhaka and Partey being that number six role, and then the occasional game where maybe you play both depending on the opponent. But I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, they're really only one midfielder away, especially considering the depth they've got with somebody like Trossard on the bench now, who has been great since moving to Arsenal and has always been a pretty decent player. I think, I think they're in a better position. I think they're in too good of a position to say – there's no room for them. I think it's going to be really tight over the next few seasons. If Manchester United get bought out as well, between Newcastle City, Arsenal, assuming they don't sell people, and Manchester United. And I don't know that there's a lot of room for everybody else. Liverpool are in decline. Tottenham, stagnant. um, Especially if they're getting rid of the players. No, they're in decline. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Well, I say stagnant because it's like they're kind of doing what they've done for the past 10 years. That's you know. Um, So... I, I don't know. Chelsea will be back, I'm sure, but they, they, ha- gotta, they, they got the things tools. to figure out. I, I guess if they stay the same, if they don't change up the squad, I don't think there's room for them. But you're right. They are just, I think, maybe one good midfielder away from you know going back to being title contenders next season, which you know I don't want to write them off this season. Anything could happen. City, right. City have dropped points. 
to to lesser opponents this season that's why that's why there is a title race right now it's because city have lost those games where people like how in the world did you lose like the everton right both both teams lost to everton right (laughs) or i guess they drew i think but even they dropped points dropped points to everton so um i mean if arsenal are serious about contending again next season and they do something flashy like go get someone that's not getting playing time at a bigger club like ravenberg I sure. think would be a, a good fit in this Arsenal team. They're not going to get Bellingham, you know. Right. They're not going to shell out that kind of cash. Right. I know that there's some rumblings that uh, Gavi at Barcelona isn't terribly happy. Um, well, and he has a contract issue as well. Yeah, he's got a contract issue. They can't buy him outright because his um, his clause is like a one billion. Right. Um, to trigger it, so that's ridiculous. Um, but you know, someone like that, just a younger player. Right that is used to playing at a high level for a big team can slot right in and, uh, you know, keep that engine that is that Arsenal squad, which has been great for 80% of the season right? Um, going. Which it's hard to be great for 100% of the season, to be it, fair. They've totally yeah, outperformed absolutely. the season. And I think being in the Champions League again, I think it was said today for the first time in six years, will bring on its own necessity from ownership to get a few players because you get more money for qualifying for the Champions League. You have more to spend. Presumably, you don't want to stop this momentum. You want to be perennial Champions League, uh, you know, players. And so uh, we'll we'll see what ends up happening with them. I um, I don't know. As far as this season goes, though, Jake, I, I think Arsenal have bottled it. Okay. I think that's I think, a, okay. So let's touch on that term because people have strong opinions on on that being used for this. Sure. Um, I feel comfortable using it. Okay. Only because, yes, they're young. Yes, they're inexperienced. But if you're drawing three three to Southampton, who granted previously? Well, Spurs drew three three to Southampton. All right. Calm down. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Previously, you could say, like, oh, that's a good result. Southampton, a good side. Given current form this season, yeah, I'd say that's kind of bottling it at the end, considering they were by far and away in the best position. All they had to do was even win one game over their last three. Seems pretty manageable. And it would still be neck and neck. Right. It'd still be neck and neck, but they'd be in a better spot. Whereas now, now instead of them being in control of their own destiny, now it's in Man City's hands. And that, I think, is kind of the definition of bottling it. They had a lead. They were comfortable, quote-unquote comfortable, just had to take care of businesses themselves and stumbled and fell back. And now Man City's in pole position to to run away with it. And if you look at the other two draws outside of Southampton, they led 2-0 in Liverpool and West Ham matches. So that, I mean, having the lead and then losing it, both in points over the season and both in goals within a match, I think kind of draws you towards that definition of bottling. Yeah. I, I, I can, you know, I can be a somewhat expert on this term as a Spurs fan because it's thrown around quite often for Spurs in general. You know, it's almost synonymous. Sure. So I, th- I think it's unfair to use that term on what Spurs have done in the past if you're sure. not going to use it on what Arsenal are doing this season. Yeah, no, I, I think that's fair, Jake. I I mean, it's definitely the word that I would use. Um, wow, that was loud. Yeah. Um, Court, uh, you're going to be listening to this soon. You didn't need to text in the middle of the podcast, man. He just texted the word dislike. Hmm. 
it was about, I think, Everton's um, chances of getting relegated. Ah, gotcha. I've gone up to 63% on uh, 538. <laughs> awesome. Good for them. Jake, this isn't about Everton right now. Okay, I'm uh, so, so sorry. So Court needs to get out of here. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, I, I think I think bottled is, is the right phrase. I know it's maybe a little bit harsh because they're so young. But they have. They threw. They have thrown away their own control over the title after having such a great season. Granted, if this was their record with those draws coming just throughout the season, sure, fine. Not a bottle. It's the job. order of it. It's the order of it. The it timing. is go draw, draw, draw in the fashion loss. that they drew, and the teams to which they drew, and then a loss to City, a battering. Which, granted, I said the same thing to you after Spurs' defeat against Newcastle. It's only three points. No matter how bad the score is, you can only lose three points. Um, so, so it's not like City all of a sudden are exponentially higher odds to you know win win the title. They just are in a better position, and they seem to be the hotter team right now. Is the thing is heading down the final stretch. I think City are less likely to stumble. Absolutely, and my only problem with the term bottling is that it takes away a little bit from what Manchester City have been sure. doing. It's not like oh, like they. It's not like Arsenal have lost. You know, four of the last five games in City have only picked up, you know, three wins and two draws. Like City are winning every match. They haven't lost since they lost uh, away to Tottenham 16 games ago. So I I think it's a lot to do with Manchester City's form. And, you know, you throw in the the draws for Arsenal and it's just a perfect combination for for City. What's hard for me, though, is just that City could have been winning this whole time. If sure. Arsenal had just picked up seven points over their last three okay. games, they'd still That's be fair. in a fine spot. Like they, Their own poor performances have allowed City to creep back up. Yes, they have been so considered, but it's not like Arsenal haven't been winning a ton of matches as well just because their recent run is bad. I mean, they've been excellent all season. So... Their form has been just as good, clearly, points-wise, as City's all season. So, yes, it's kind of taking away from what City does, but it also isn't because Arsenal was doing the exact same thing until the—they were, in fact, better than City until four weeks or four match weeks ago. And now, that's why I think bottled it is appropriate because they're the same as City, only worse now. (laughs) Same, same. But, but worse. worse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Brent, I don't disagree with you. I was just kind of, you know, no. playing devil's advocate. No, <laughs> no, you're not allowed to do that. I want to make sure that that side of the argument was heard sure. so the, the listener could know that we factored that in. I didn't. You didn't. You dismissed nope. it. I dismissed it entirely and then provided a counter argument to it as to dismiss it further. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you really did not care what, no. about what I have to say. Nope, nope, not at all. I've, I've, I've heard it all before. This is, this is nothing new. Um, well, Brent, I mean, I think we've touched upon all that we wanted to touch upon. I think that's true. We're not doing a parlay this week. Right, no no Pirates Code. We're midweek. We're midweek. There's midweek games keep, in, or keep coming. And, uh, you know, most of all, we just weren't prepared. Well, right. Yeah, we had no outline this week. This was a yeah, yeah. Uh, freebie. Off the cuff. Off the cuff, as, as it were, as you would. But there's one thing that has stayed consistent, which is that our whiskey's gone. The topics are all done because there's only one topic. Right. Brent, I'm going to stop you real quick and randomly interject here. Oh, I right. mentioned this previously about um, adding a new segment, which we don't have to. But I just want to throw a random quiz tidbit okay. at you. Wow. 
I'm unprepared for this. It's, I, I, uh, we were mid-sign-off. It's where are they now. Okay. And it's ex-Premier League players who I randomly see that are on different these teams. teams. And I'm like... Are they still in the Premier League or are they just anywhere? They're anywhere now. Okay. They used to be in the Premier League. Okay. But they're still active. And I didn't know that they're active outside the Premier League. Okay. Is a thing. Um, we're going to start you off. There's only one. But okay. we might do this in future episodes. Okay. So, you know, stay on your toes, man. Huh. Oriol Romeu. Oriol Romeu is still playing? Formerly of Southampton. Oh, he was a oh, center mid. I'm going to guess Royal Antwerp. No. Do you know his nationality? Spanish. Okay. Yeah. Did uh, he go back to Spain? He's in Spain. Okay. Uh, Topical team. Oh, did they just beat Real? It did. Oh, what's their name? It's not Cadiz. No. Nope. It's, it's something really long. Is it like Ballet? It's, Be- not. Bele- it's not. No, that's who just beat uh, Barcelona. Or oh. they just scored twice on Barcelona. Oh, then I don't know. The answer is Girona. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I was watching the game. I was like, that bald man looks familiar. <laughs> that bald man. <laughs> and I looked at the lineup. I was like, oh my yeah. gosh, I did not know he was still playing it. Yeah. Honestly, I thought there's a chance he was still on the bench for South. For Southampton. I had yeah. no idea. He'd been there for years. Um, but yeah, that's your little uh, tidbit of the day. Is right. Romeo plays for Girona now? Yeah. Good to know. Um, alongside the most handsome goalkeeper in all sports, um, Paulo Gazaniga. Ah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, sure. depends um, what your taste is, I guess. Hannah Seidel really likes uh, Allison and Eric Dyer, so we really trust her. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sorry to call out Neens on the pod, but uh, from the Premier League podcast with the coziest dress code. Uh, that dress code is being a nice uh, little beer blanket yeah. after uh, sipping on one today, and jammies. Both are cozy, and we'll see you next time.